Let us put aside anything. Let us be focused, Lord, and give us understanding. And we as the Holy Spirit to truly, truly teach us today. Because, as I said, this is one of the tools and the weapon that you gave us. So continue to grow us with this prayer life that you talked about. Continue to equip us so we may able also to share other to others and teach others how to battle, how to, to warfare, how to pray. And so, Father God, thank you. Thank you that this blessing, your word, is available to us today. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So, again, it's good to see you guys. It's good to be here. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> for another day, thank you for the grace. It's only by the grace that, you know, we are here. And it's more important to me, standing here in front of you, is only by His grace. And uh, what I'm going to do here is this is the introduction because this is the first week of the month. So I'm going to do some introduction regarding prayer, prayer life. Pastor going to talk about next week. He'll be here about the level of those prayers in every believer's life, okay? Didn't you realize that there are levels of prayer? Because as you notice, when somebody invites you to come, like for example, for a Bible study, well, I know you, you will come because you love to hear the word. You love to know more about the Lord. You love to fellowship. You want to receive your blessing. Amen. If you're invited to, to come to a prayer meeting, is your attitude the same? You want to come because you want to pray or you want to be prayed up because there are some prayer concerns in your life or in your family or maybe someone that is close to you that need attention or to be lifted up in prayer. But to some people, when you invite them, invite them to prayer, they say, oh, no, thank you. I have already some other commitment. In other words, to make it short, you look at the picture, for example, in this, in, this, uh, in this corner is the Bible study. You may see Bible study sometimes that, that is packed, like Bible study group. But the prayer meeting, sometimes there are only one or two or three people gathered. Why is that? that? Why is prayer is so unfamiliar and, and not the same as how Bible study is or fellowship or service that people are wanting or loving to do or to go? Well, I heard one time, I asked a, I asked a, a, a fellow sister in the Lord, like, do you want to come to the prayer, to the prayer meeting? And she said, oh, please, just pray for me. Because... You know, I don't know how to pray. Um, I'm not like you. I'm not that eloquent. I, I don't know what to say. Uh, I don't know how to pray. So it's embarrassing. So I don't want to pray that people will hear me praying and praying for other people and so on and so forth. My question is why you have that maybe alibi or, or reasoning? If all of us have relationship with Christ. We talk about relationship. All of us have relationship, physical, here on earth. You have physical relationship with your mom. You have relationship with your husband. You have relationship with your sibling. 
you have relationship with your friends and other people all around. So in other words, there are relationships that are established, there are relationships that is just like that. But even how relationship look like, how, did you re- how do you relate with your relationship? Isn't it you communicate? It is impossible to say, oh, I have relationship with my husband and you're not talking for one year. I have relationship with my kids and you're not talking to them since day one of their birth. What type of relationship is, is that? I may not call that relationship because there is no relationship at all because there is no communication. Now, you as a believer, you claim to be Christian because you receive the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You have Jesus in you. And therefore, we don't have religion, but we have relationship with God. But what happened to our relationship? How our relationship go? Do we communicate to God? How often we communicate to Him? If we have relationship. And therefore, this is where prayer will come in. Because we know, you heard this, this is familiar. When we describe or say the meaning of prayer, it says communication. To whom we communicating? We are communicating to God. So in other words, to make it short, talking to God. Well, according to Oswald Chambers, he said, this prayer is the life of the saints. Who are the saints? It is us. Why we call ourselves saints? Because of Jesus in us. So in other words, for Christian, for every believer, for every saint, prayer is your lifeline. What do you mean by lifeline? It's like dial a friend. Like if you need help, if you need anything, that's your lifeline. You need to dial it. And then whatever you need, you will receive help. You will receive anything that you need. But the question is, is truly everything all the things that you release to God or you say to Him or you request to Him was given to you. We're going to go to that aspect later. But for the meantime, um, let's, uh, let's go to this um, thought about how we truly, truly uh, talk to God and what are we telling Him. Communication, like if you if you talk to your husband or, or your family or your loved ones, how do you communicate with them? Are you rude? Are you courteous? Are you, are you what? Are you yelling? Are you? See, these are the things. Are we realizing all these things all this time about relationship, and even how our relationship with God? Well, we have. Many forms of prayer, but this is one of the basic form that we are uh, suggesting for us to do. Have you heard the acronym ACTS? Have you heard that? That stands for Adoration, Confession, Thanksgiving, and Supplication. This is like to sum up or like a guidelines for us, you know, how we may able to talk to God. Well, it's impossible for you to communicate to God or to pray 
to whosoever is your focus of prayer if you don't know whom you're talking to. Like for example, you met this guy, you married today, and so you're married. So you have relationship, mm-hmm. but you don't know the person. So what will going to happen? Are you connected or disconnected? When you say adoration, that is praising God. That is like paying reverent to Him. When you do that, it means you have an idea who He is. Now, my question, I, I keep asking this to the Bible study. Who is Jesus to you? You know, you know who Jesus to you and what Jesus had done for you. So in other words, generally speaking, what God had done for us. Do you know? And that is your focus. Why you can express yourself to God that you can say, Okay, Lord, I adore you. I bow down before you because you are my only God. Because you are the God above all God, above every name. And then you are the Almighty God. When you say Almighty God, He's the ultimate power. Where you came from? Who created you? You should know who is your creator. You should know what He had done for you. That's why you may able to adore Him. You may able to praise Him. According to Luke 1, verse 46-55, this is about the Song of Mary. Um, look, look what it says there. Only in uh, in verse uh, okay. what is that forty six? Mary said, "This is her song, saying." My soul magnifies the Lord, 47, and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. This is an exposition teaching. That's why Mary cannot be our mediator to God. Because even Mary needs Savior. It's clear here. She said and she recognizes that her spirit is rejoicing to the God of her Salvation, who is Jesus. So Mary is an ordinary person like us, but called blessed because God chose her to be the mother of Jesus. Amen. So that is the special role of Mary. But did Mary become uh, forever and ever virgin? So we can call her virgin? No, because after Jesus, she had more kids. Okay, and then, so that is what you call praise. And then uh, confession. Why we need to confess or ask for forgiveness? Because Romans says, all for sure, for the glory of God. We are sinners. And then, who among here experience if you pray, it takes time. You're waiting longer time for your prayer to be answered. There's a lot of questions that you need to ask to yourself. Sometimes God is putting you on hold for that prayer request because it is not going to be beneficial to you. Or it's not yet time for you because you cannot handle it. 
It's like when we uh, share with one of the sisters here. She said, maybe I'm not yet prepared to receive that blessing. That's why it's not yet coming. And that's true. Because maybe that blessing will make you uh, uh, worse or, or something might happen that will not be beneficial for you. Sometimes the Lord is not hearing or answering your prayer because of hindrances. And one of the greatest hindrances that we have to understand and we know is when you have seen. You miss the blessing because of sin. Well, according to adoration, we have to praise God. We have to know who God is. We say God is Almighty God. We say God is our Creator. We say God is holy. So unholiness is not acceptable to God. Ungodliness is not acceptable to God. Unrighteousness is not acceptable to God. That's why He provided a Savior for us because we cannot come to God. We cannot save ourselves. We cannot have relationship with God because of our sin. That's why God is good. Amen? Amen. So that's why when we come to God, we need to confess all our sins. And by doing that, we are also humbling ourselves. And later, we're going to discuss why it is crucial and important that we need to humble ourselves. When we humble ourselves, we surrender everything to Him. You are showing your total dependence on Him, that you are relying only in Him. If you know that God is almighty, God is powerful, and God is big, and He is the source of everything, it makes sense, right? That you just completely rely on Him because He is the only one who can give you and provide for you whatever you need. And take note, God is answering prayer only if you need it. It is not your want because most of the time your want will bring you or give you trouble. Agree? So bear that in your mind. Now, letter T. With the acronym ACTS, is about thanksgiving. It means you show gratitude. Well, as I said, you come to God for prayer because you know who He is and you know what He had done. So it's time for you to show that gratitude because you know what God had done for you. He gave you breath. He provide for all your needs according to the richest glory of Christ Jesus. He lead and guide you. He he, you know, He gave everything for you. Even some of the things that you don't know and you're not aware of because His thought is higher than ours. And didn't you know, because since you were formed in the womb of your mother, everything is planned in your life. So everything is planned down. That's why God knows what will, what's going to be next for you. How far you will, you will go and how far you will uh, maybe excel as a believer or maybe how you may able to overcome and all those stuff, even all your problems. That's why before you come to Him, before you utter to Him, He knows it already. But why, maybe you're going to ask me, but why we need still to pray? But why we still need to repeat it or say it to Him? Because that's how God created us. He take pleasure Every time we interact with Him. And that's what you call relationship. Amen. 
if we have nothing to talk about, if we don't have interaction with God, so there is no relationship. Amen? So, important that you always show gratitude. Those people that are grateful all the time are those people that are blessed great. Do you agree? So, if you, if you realize you're not receiving yet your blessing, that's not true. Because there's a lot of things in your life or maybe around you that God is doing but you're not aware of that you need to thank, to thank Him. He said, in every circumstance, give thanks. Even in bad times, in good times, you have to give thanks. Why? Even the bad, bad times, God can turn things around. And those bad times, that is more beneficial for you. Why? Because that will grow you deeper, mature. You know, mature in your spiritual walk with God and your relationship with Christ. And because you are being prepared as a bride to meet the groom, and that is how, because I said God is holy, so we are being shaped here, we are being sanctified, we are being really, really prepared to be the bride that Christ wants us to be. Therefore, don't be, you know, don't be upset by what's going on in your life. Because you have to remember God is in control. But in order for you to understand those things that is going on in your life, you need to be connected. And you will only be connected if you pray. Okay? So now we go on to S, which is supplication. Now you're out there to ask favor. Why you ask favor? Because you are in need. And you are a child of God. And take note of this. Take note of this. Only those who are child can access to the Father. What Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except to me. And therefore, if you don't come to Jesus, if you don't receive Jesus in your life, what will happen to you? You don't have relationship with Christ. Can you come to God? Can you call Father Abba as what you know the epistle says? Because you are adopted by God through Christ Jesus, you can now say, Abba, Father. So that's why Jesus gave us a model when we study the, the Lord's Prayer. In the beginning of your prayer, you should say, Our Father. Because God has given you right to call Him Father because of Jesus Christ. But if without Jesus Christ, you have no right. Because you are not justified. It is the blood of Christ who cover us. God imputed that righteousness in us to Christ. So we can access God. We can directly communicate to Him. Now, before we are in darkness, we are ugly. We are sinners. We are supposed for wrath from God. But because of Christ, so this is the illustration, God is looking at you as white as the snow. Clean. It's like, for example, look at that. There is a mark because of the, the nail. But in God, because of the blood of Jesus, that blood will be gone. So you are spotless, like white as the snow. In the Old Testament, what are the, the people doing? They have to go to the temple, offer different animals, 
for the blood to cover your sin. But didn't you realize the sin back then is not gone? It is just being covered. Did you see that? Do you want that now? That your sin is not gone, is not paid off? But today, rejoice. Because of what Jesus has done, that sin is blacked out. Totally, totally. Thank you, Lord. Did it cost you? No. God gave you for free. It is grace. That's why we need to thank God all the time, no matter what. Amen? Now, um, there is condition that we need to remember. I said this uh, earlier. Number one is connection. You need to be connected to God in order for you to, to approach God or to come to God to pray or to call His name. You need to have connection. And how you may able to have connection. Actually, I, I interchange. I'm supposed to say this first. But I don't know. For any reason, I say that the acts first. <laughs> but anyway, well, maybe this is how the Spirit wants to do. So, connection. Meaning, you have to be born again. Or you have to be born of God. What do you mean by born of God? So, I have to read to you. Um, what is the state or condition of being born of God? 1 John 3 verse 9 describes a person. Listen to this. This is very elementary. But I want you to, to reflect on this. I want you to meditate on this. Because many believers today, maybe is not understanding truly what is being born of God. Because I can say, and, and some you know, that I fellowship, some people that I fellowship, like believers I fellowship, because how Christians are conducting themselves, how they respond to every uh, problem, situation, circumstances, reaction towards with one another, displays how they are, displays their maturity in Christ. But just because this is needed for us to understand truly how we are be born of God. Well, again, according to John 3, 9, describes a person who has been born of God is what? No one, listen, who is born of God will continue to sin. You hear this scripture. What happened? The old is gone, the new has come. When you decided to get baptized, you buried the old self. When you get up from water, that is the new you. So now, when you get up from the water, you are identifying yourself with Jesus. By the way, who get baptized here? Who need to be baptized? <laughs> okay, you know what? Baptism will not going to diminish or, or take away your sin. Unlike what religion is teaching. Baptism is identifying with Christ. If you are a believer and you are not yet baptized, we need to be baptized as obedience, you know, like what Jesus did. Jesus gave us an example because he did it too. Remember in the river of Jordan with John the Baptist? Okay, but I don't want to go to that. Okay, so no one is born of God will continue to sin. So, but you know, if you are compelled by the Spirit to get baptized, let me know, let us know. Because God's seed remain in them. 
They cannot go on sinning because they have been born of God. God our Father is holy and He desired that His children become holy. 1 Peter chapter 1, 15-16 When we are born of God, we have a new heart. Okay, do you have a new heart now? See, there is no room for evil. Remember, Proverbs said, guard your heart because where, where your heart is, that's the fountain of life, where the life flow. Like, whatever is in here, it will come out. It will show to your to yourself, like to your life. You're going to show it. You're going to advertise it. Amen. Whether it's godly or ungodly. If it is godly that is in your heart, it's going to show. That, that thing that we say, born of God, it's going to manifest. And then... Um, one that wants to please God, like in Ezekiel 36, 26, and 2 Corinthians 5, 9, and Colossians chapter 1, verse 10. This does not come about by good intention or white-knuckled effort. We please our new Father by surrendering to His Holy Spirit who lives within us. You know that once you receive the Lord Jesus Christ, you receive that deposit. You have that seal of the Holy Spirit. Earlier when we are on our way talking about the word and praying, you know, we talked about we have those, the Spirit in us. And we ask each other, are you grieving the Holy Spirit in you? The Holy Spirit is grieved if you will sin, if you will do things against God or against His will. Now, we allow Him to change our desires. This is the Holy Spirit, our goals, our will, to conform to His, Romans 8, 29. Are we? Are we allowing the Holy Spirit to do that to us? To take away things that will make us, what? Blooded or dirty or sin? Because those things need to go. All the baggages, all the trash in us, our heart, that need to go. Or else, you are not be called born of God. Okay? Because I read earlier, what do you mean by that? As a baby grows to look like the parents to whom it was born, so do we grow to be more like our Heavenly Father when we are born of God? Because the Holy Spirit is in us, that is how the Holy Spirit will work in you. To sanctify you, as I said earlier, and for you to be holy, and for you to be prepared. When you meet the Father, this body will be changed and you'll be what? Like Him. Because you will be holy. Full pledge holy. Amen? Amen. Now, um, I said connection. And then expectation. When we pray, do we have expectation? What we do? Do we just pray and say it? When we expect meaning, we know, because we know God, we know that God will going to move on our behalf. Amen? And now, in Philippians 4.19, it says, He will supply all our needs. So, the word already spoken, and that's a promise. So, you are ready to expect when you come to God that He will, he will give you. He will going to do it. Only if it is not good for you, that will not going to happen. Now, expectation. Don't go against 
your prayer. Because many people sometimes you pray and then later you doubt. Doubt, unbelief, is the enemy of is the enemy of um, of yourself when you pray. Okay? So, so don't let doubt, you know, come to you when you pray. Because, you know, the Lord, that will negate, that will hinder the prayer to be answered. Now, number three is persistence. Have you heard the story of the judge and, and this uh, lady who come to him, keep knocking in, in Luke 18, 1 to 8? Okay, let me read to you. Luke 18, 1 to 8. In a certain city, there was a judge who neither feared God nor respected man. And there was a widow in the city who kept coming to him and saying, Give me justice against my adversary. For, for a while he refused, but afterward he said to himself, Though I, I neither fear God nor respect man. Verse 5, Yet because this widow kept bothering me, I will give her justice, so that she will not beat down by her continual coming. And the Lord said, Hear what the righteous judge says. And will not God give justice to his elect? Who is this elect? It's us, the saints, the believer, who cry to him day and night. Will he delay long over them? I tell you, he will give justice to them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? Be persistent. It's not just because you pray today and you and you didn't receive answer, you will stop praying. Okay, isn't it Paul encourages us to pray without ceasing? So pray continuously. Okay, so again, why should we pray? Well, in um, Psalm 86, this is the prayer of David. And I will end with this. I will read and then I'm going to just tell you what the word says. Incline your ear, O Lord, and answer me, for I am poor and needy. Preserve my life, for I am godly. Save your servant who trusts in you. You are my God. Be gracious to me, O Lord, for to you do I cry all day. Gladden the soul of your servant, for for to you, O Lord, do I leap up my soul. For you, O Lord, are good and forgiving, abounding in steadfast love. To all who call upon you. Give ear, O Lord, to my prayer. Listen to my plea for grace. In the day of my trouble, I call upon you. For your for you answer me. There is none like you among the gods, O Lord, nor are there any works like yours. All the nation you have made shall come and worship before you, O Lord, and shall glorify your name. For you are great and do wondrous things. You alone are God. Teach me your way, O Lord, that I may walk in your truth. Unite my heart to fear your name. I give thanks to you, O Lord, my God, with my whole heart. I will glorify your name forever. For great is your steadfast love toward me, and you have delivered my soul from the deaths of Sheol. O God, insolent men have risen up against me. A band of ruthless men seeks my life, and they do not set you before them. But you, O Lord, are God, merciful, gracious, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. Turn to me and be gracious to me. Give your strength to your servant and save the son 
of your maid servant. Show me a sign of your favor that those who hate me may see and be put to shame because you, Lord, have helped me and comforted me. Are you being attacked by the enemy? This is the prayers, like the same with the prayer of David. You know why we need to pray and why we should pray? is because we are needy people, according to Psalm 34, 6. According to Psalm 34, 6, it says, This poor man cried and the Lord heard him and saved him out of his trouble. We are always in trouble. Amen. Amen. So, to whom would should we pray? We already discussed that, that to our God, to our God the Father. To Jesus, John 14, 14 says, John 14, 14 says, If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. Are you wondering when you pray, you say, We ask this in the name of Jesus. Because as what the scripture declares, If you ask me anything in my na- name, I will going to do it. The same thing with John 15:16. It says, "You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide. Abide so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you." Listen to this. You want your prayer to be answered? This is where you are being chosen. You are chosen by God. To go and bear fruit. The question is, are you bearing fruit? Do you know the fruit of the Spirit? Pastor is always asking how many fruit of the Spirit are manifesting in your life. And what else is not yet manifesting? What you need to do is to pray and to ask God for you to give it. And in the name of Jesus, it will be given to you. Now, how should you pray? Well, if you read... Psalm 86, you saw David, he is earnestly praying, continually, thankfully, in humility, and in faith. And that's how you need to pray. I said, when you are praying in faith, there is no doubt, there is no unbelief. Because even the chosen people, the Israelites, they had that unbelief. That's why their prayer take long to be answered. It took them 40 years in the wilderness before the Lord give them or show them the promised land so so what are the basic things that we need to ask in our prayer salvation well we have why salvation we already have jesus in us but as i said earlier why we pray because we are very needy we are always in trouble so there is only one who can save us other can save us but that is not enough but when you come to God, He can give you the complete package for whatever trouble or whatever things that you need. So He will save you from trouble. And these are the things that we need to pray. So we need to pray all the time for God to save us. For God to help us to have joy in the midst of trials. In eighty-six, uh, Psalm 86 verse 4 says, The benefit of praying. To have joy in the midst of trial. Even James encouraged it. I keep repeating that verse because that's our favorite verse. That count it all joy in various trials. But we need to ask God to help us. 
We need to have a teachable heart. And this is what most believers fail. Are you teachable in your heart? Every time you encounter trials, are you positive that God is allowing the trials to come into your life because He wants you to learn life lesson. He wants you to grow your faith. He wants you to draw more closer to Him. He wants you to take that experience for you to use to serve Him through others. So your life will be glorifying to Him. What else? To pray that... Uh, so being... Uh, you know, Christian who is walking the Lord for a longer time is not necessarily mean that you have that growth and maturity in your walk with God. Because some Christians that are walking longer in the Lord, they are not teachable. That's why what happened to them? They thought they're growing in the Lord. It's not. They become like that plant, bonsai. You know what's bonsai? They're not growing. They're just little plant. They, they remain this big. Because, you know, their root is like... Uh, cannot grow, cannot spread out. That's why their growth is hindered. So the same thing with Christian. There's a lot of bonsai Christian in today's age or today's time because, yeah, they're not allowing themselves, no room for them to grow. They're not, they're not uh, receiving teaching. They're not receiving correction sometimes. See, open rebuke is better than hidden love because that will make you better. That will build your faith. That will build you up. As a, as a believer. And importantly, you pray for you to be obedient. You know, sometimes the word is speaking to you and most of the time it hurts. Because the word is two double-edged sword. The word is like a living water. It will cleanse you. That's why when you hear the word, if you have something in you like sin or mistakes, the Holy Spirit is there to convict you. Because as I said, you are the new creation, supposed to be the oldest God. But in order for us not to resurrect the old life, you need to be reminded by the Holy Spirit through the cleansing of the Word, through the Word, and through the prayer. So you will be obedient, but you need to ask God. Because truly, truly, in our own flesh, in our own will, we cannot. We cannot obey God all the time. We are, you know, in nature, we are stubborn. In nature, we are rebellious because of the simple nature in us that we inherited. Now, be reverent. You know, you can see that a Christian is growing in the faith or mature in the Lord the way they worship, the way they conduct themselves. Hey, worship is not just mere singing. Worship is your way of life. The same thing with your prayer, prayer life. Prayer should be your lifestyle. It's like when you wear clothes, what's your style? See, but it's not just the style. Because when you pray and it's, it shows that it's your lifestyle, it has effect. It has impact. So, prayer is your vehicle to grow mature in your faith. It helps you to be strong in your walk with God. So, remember that. It helps you to endure till the end of time. That's why He gave you the tools. It is your weapon of your spiritual warfare to bind the work of the enemy. That's why we are encouraging. If you are not there yet in your prayer life, ask God for you to be developed in your prayer life. Ask God that you really, really grow deeper. That whatever He wanted you to be in your prayer life, you will become. Because 
whatever is going on, that's how also you're gonna uh, experience that great blessing from Him. Amen? So, I pray that you will be kept and you'll stay because your prayer life will become strong and be developed in Jesus' name. Let's pray. Father God, thank you for your word today. Thank you, Lord, for, for reminding us, oh God, how our prayer life should be. How uh, you may able, uh, you know, Father God, to help us growing our faith. These are the steps. These are the things, oh God, that you want us to do. So our prayer, Father God, is not just an ordinary prayer that we're just like a talking parrot talking to you. But our prayer has a power because you are the one who is going to empower us. You even uh, supply every word that's come from our mouth, Lord, every time we pray. And that's what we want to be. We may able also desire God to, to pray your word because your word is you and your word is powerful. So, Father God, whatever we need today to develop a prayer life, we ask you to supply, we ask you to help us. And so we may able to help others too. We may able also, Father God, to share to others about the truth of your word and about how important is prayer in our life because prayer is the backbone of our faith. A prayerful church is a powerful church. That's why I'm praying for this church to be prayerful at all times. So Father God, we just give back all the praise, honor and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's give God a clap offering and let's greet one another and then we will pray for Liz and Leslie it's okay it's a church yeah. 45 minutes to I have